Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. <laughs> and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. This is our co-host, Randy Griggs. Wearing a hockey jersey for some reason. Yeah. It's cold out. It's cold, cold, Randy. It's cold. We can play hockey in California. It's, it's not that cold, really. It's like 55 degrees. We are delicate delicate flowers welcome to another episode of flavor odyssey very very exciting this is the final episode randy of the uh broadleaf well kind of we're doing broadleaf <laughs> again next week so we kind of expanded it so whatever the so it's not it's like it's the the pentultimate is that how you say like the almost last one i don't know I, maybe i just made up a word doesn't really matter I think I've heard you say that word before. I'm not really familiar with it otherwise. Yeah, I, it's it's uh, it's a word now. You put it out there. It's in the ether. It's a word. Like, uh, irregardless is a word now. Irregardless is a word, isn't it? It's, no. It is now because people are dumb enough to continue to use it. Randy, how are you doing today? I'm... I'm I'm fascinated by this uh, this it's whole theory. Off to a rocky start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Save me, save me. Throw yeah. me a lifeline. How you doing? Well, you've thrown me off, so I think we should just reset. Guys, we're gonna hang up. We're gonna go back. We're gonna. Uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm I'm really excited to be here. Um, uh, as, as you pointed out, we we are we are uh, rolling along with uh, with the uh, Connecticut Broadleaf. Uh, obviously, last week we did do a Pennsylvania Broadleaf, but um, excited about continuing on with Broadleaf. Continuing this conversation, we've got a, a fun kind of limited uh, uh, one here today. This is also my first time ever drinking or making this cocktail before. So this is a very new experience. I'm kind of out of my element, so I'm super excited about uh, what we're going to cover and what you brought to the table. I'm sure you did a lot of research. Of course I did. So when you called me on your way home a, a little bit breathless, uh, that wasn't just a joke. When you were asking what's in the cocktail, because I need to know if I need to stop on my way home. That was legit. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. legit. Yeah. Hey, what are, what are we drinking tonight? Uh, we're making Manhattans. What's what's in that? <laughs> Andy, why, why are you so excited? I know you're excited, but why are you so excited? Uh, no, it's uh, Manhattan is uh, is is a fantastic drink. It's a classic. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute, and we'll get into the cigar that we're smoking in a minute. What I would like to do is uh, throw it to the boys back at the dojo dugout. I'm sticking with that because I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> and, uh, and see how everything's going back in, uh, in I can only imagine, brisk Colorado. Very brisk. Uh, got a, we got a good studio audience here tonight, actually. Uh, the boys hanging out. We've got uh, yeah, you can only see Quinn Ugh. and Brandon of Colorado Cigar Aficionados. And, of course, Matt is here and... Jordan, of course, our trusty producer. Uh, I just now realized my white shirt is like. <laughs> it's a little posterized. Sorry, it's it's clean. That's really all that it's we ask for. Very clean at this point. Um, no so way. with the, the studio audience, do we should get some recorded audio for the end of the show, saying, "Hey, if you'd like to be part of the studio audience, please contact." Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, I think we should do that. You know, what we could do live. You could ask people to share the show, review the show, and uh, thank them for tuning in on whatever platform that they tuned in on. Indeed. Uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, idea. thank you for tuning in. Go ahead, hit that share button. I always forget to do that, Randy, but I think, uh, I think our audience cares enough about our uh, circulation that they just do it on their own. But um, and, and they know, rate and us they know five stars on podcasts, you dweebs. And not only that, not only that, guys. But if you're <laughs> watching this on YouTube later on. Clicky the subscribe button and hit the little bell for uh, updates when we post videos. That really helps a lot. So yeah, now sure on subscribe. YouTube you have to subscribe 
and hit and then hit the bell. Doesn't make any sense. Shouldn't subscribe. Hey, just do it automatically. They, just, just do it. Well, tell you that I want to get the notifications. Just do what nah, they ask. Do Don't do ask it. questions, do Jordan. It. Just do what it's they crazy. ask. Do it. do it. Do it. Robbie, do it. I have to say, it's it's not a hockey a jersey. It's a hockey sweater. It's a sweater. It's a sweater. If it's a sweater, why is it made out of? Doesn't matter like, what it's made jersey of. Jersey material. <laughs> and, and, and you don't change into your sweater in the locker room, Jordan. Where do you go for that? What? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to keep you rolling on the hockey vernacular. I uh, I always called it the locker room. That was amazing. Oh, I, I I believe I read it was the dressing room in in hockey instead of the mm. locker. Room. It's the well, dugout. It's the dugout. Yeah, I, yeah. It's the dugout. I'm calling it dugout. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the dugout. Touche. Hey, Ro- Robbie, why, yeah. why, why is the it, That's right. since you're a baseball guy, why is it in baseball it's the only sport where the coach wears the same uniform as the players? You know, I've always – could you see a football coach wearing pads? Can you or, imagine if, like, Patrick Waugh was behind the bench of the abs, like, full goalie <laughs> get up? All checked out. Uh, well, well they also I've, don't have coaches – uh, or they do have a coach, but the head one isn't a, a coach. He's a manager. Manager. Baseball is more sophisticated, but then less sophisticated. Yeah. I, I no, I mean, I don't have a problem with Good it. Question. I, I just I wonder. Don't know the answer. I just wonder why it's that way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And hmm. hockey and basketball, you, they both are wearing suits, but then suits, football, yeah. they just are like wearing like sweatpants and just like <laughs> yeah, slopes. Sure, tra- a tracksuit. <laughs> Robbie c- c- used to dress nicer, and then uh, your boy over in uh, New England, what's his name? Um, Belichick. Oh, yeah, he's the schlubbiest of them all. <laughs> yeah, he cuts the sleeves off all his hoodies and uh, yeah, whatever. Um, can you find no, out? But, Ro- can you find out, Robbie, why baseball does that in the in, I will. the, in the off hey, I will, week here? I will well, some, just some during the show, please just Google it. No, <laughs> I will. Well, while Randy's on a soapbox, I'll get him on one at some point, and, and now I have a mission to do that, and uh, I will do some research. I'm Coop is uh, desperately searching for that answer right now. If someone wants to share, <laughs> actually, let's have somebody in the audience share that. Oh, and, that's a good uh, Andy idea. Will send them a nice parting gift. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what am I sending you? What, what, no, I'll, I, I'll send somebody some stickers for finding that. I've got a ton of stickers that I haven't sent out, so I'll send out some stickers. I have a ton of stuff. Can we do a giveaway sometime soon, you guys? Mm. We do, do giveaway anytime you want. Give away whenever you want. We need to do. We need to do a flavor Odyssey secret Santa. That'd be good. Well, we, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, two two quick points, uh, mm-hmm. Robbie, and then I'm going to let you guys go. I promise. Uh, two quick points. Uh, first point point number one is today's Veterans Day, and we're having. We aren't having, but there's a cool um, contest going on on Dojoverse, which is brought to everybody by Troy Cullion. He does it every year. This is the fourth year. Super cool. And if you go to the Dojoverse, you'll see I have, the very, I have a pinned post at the top with a link. Just click on that. If you are a veteran, if you served in any of the uh, uh, armed oh. forces, uh, go into that post. Post the... The, the, the directions are there, but he has some really cool prizes. You can win a Dojo Tulip class with two Opus X Lost Cities in it. So, mm-hmm. And he's giving oh, away yeah. five of those bad He's giving boys. away five of those, one for each of the uh, um, you branches. Know, arm, branches, the armed services, branches. which is super cool. Oh, yeah. So if you are watching this, you got to do it tonight, though. I mean, it's Veterans Day, so you got to do it tonight. So if you haven't done that already, and, man, there's a zillion entries, so it's really, really cool. So I think he's going to give one to each branch. He'll pick a random winner for each branch, which is cool. Um, the second thing I was going to say... Oh, Secret Santas. Here's the thing. We've done a Secret Santa every year, Jordan, I think since... Here's a lengthy answer. Wow, look at that. Okay, for many years, the manager wore players' uniforms simply because he was a player. There were also mm. a few captains who didn't play for the team. And st- Okay. That's it good. automatically disappears. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. All they right. So, uh, making decisions in the dugout. Yeah. So, oh, Chad, Chad. And they also, and they usually wore suits. Interesting. Yeah. Chad well done, Chad. Yeah. Chad, Randy, uh, Chad, Randy will send you a, a large prize pack. Yeah. Tons of cigars and all kinds of stuff. Uh, anyways. Cash, cash money, so I think. Here's the thing with the no Secret Santa. I was, I've been meaning to talk about the Secret th- Santa thing. Sorry. The yes. Secret Santa thing. We've done one every year, I think, since the Doge has been around since 2012, and I like doing it. But guys, it's it, honestly, it's the most wonderful time. It's the most thankless job in the world because the only thing that happens is people get mad. send me emails about 
my my guy didn't send me a thing, and he. You're not. There's no guarantee you get anything in the Secret Santa. It's only about giving. I if know. you get something, so, be happy. So what you're saying, Eric, is if we want another Secret Santa this year, we have to send it to our actual Secret or Secret uh, recipient, and then a second package directly to you. The, no. the first year, we like we didn't know what we were doing, so we had everyone send all their stuff to us. Oh, terrible plan! Ooh, and then we had we had to ship plan. out like five million dollars yeah, in packages. That, I almost went broke on that. One. <laughs> yeah, that was. But somebody we, got fired uh, for that decision. That was almost the end. Of it the was movie. in 2012, you guys. <laughs> Robbie, if we do a Secret Santa thing, we'll make it a a joint uh, Flavor Odyssey dojo thing, and uh, well, maybe we'll see. I'm still considering we'll it because last it year, it's, it, the last two years, I was. It's like it's like, you know, kicking myself in the nuts. So why am I we doing? We gotta do this? it. We gotta somehow. Oh, we'll, gotta, somehow, it's my, it's my favorite. Every I year we find a way to show. rope Jack Hire into doing it for us. So <laughs> I think we'll figure out a way to do that again, and we'll be I'm down with that idea. Well, that just I'm here to get ideas moving. Um, I like so. I want to get back to the fact that this is a Flavor Odyssey episode, Randy, and we are here to talk about pairing. Oh yeah. Almost forgot this wasn't just like one of those virtual lounges. Yeah, just hanging out, just shooting <laughs> the breeze. As, Are you guys uh, drinking uh, your drinks yet? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, cheers, boys. Very, I, I brought out the bougie glasses. Ooh, Ooh that's yeah, what right. the glass is supposed Maybe to you're be. You're not supposed it. to shake it. I didn't. I stirred it, mm. but but this is because I don't oh, have. I shook it. Because Dana doesn't just deliver me a new cocktail every 18 minutes during the show. I had to, like, preload three of these bad boys. So it was stirred, not shaken. And I'm going to top myself off a little bit right here, right now. Well done. Well done. So today's pairing, as I said, this is the final official episode of the Broadleaf chapter of season two. Uh, and we are smoking the Yellow Rose from Crowned Heads which features a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. I believe the binder and filler are kind of undisclosed Nicaraguan tobaccos. I think that's all the information that we've got on this one. Um, and it's kind of part, Randy, you were going to talk a little bit about the cigar, so I'll leave that for you, uh, I assume. If not, I can, because uh, we didn't really talk about that beforehand. But the cocktail that we're drinking tonight, and we did pivot uh, kind of at the last minute, is uh, the Manhattan, which is a very, very classic cocktail that until about, Two hours ago, Randy didn't know how to make. It. <laughs> uh, as I said, it's the first time I've ever had one, and hey. I didn't. I didn't watch every second of your Monday uh, update, and so I got so caught up in what we weren't gonna uh, pair it with. I forgot to listen for what we were gonna pair it with. With, with the Monday updates, man, like there's 30 seconds where I talk about the show, right? And, and, and then there's seven and a half minutes where I'm talking about. I don't know what the underwear that I'm wearing that day or something. Actually, I've never referenced my underwear. I don't know why I said that. But Are uh, you a boxer other, briefs guy? I am, actually. Thank you oh. for asking. Um, I'm not going to uh, uh, reciprocate and ask you. Hmm. Uh, you don't want to know. I don't want to know what's going on under the skinny jeans, my friend. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> so we're going with the Manhattan, which has been around I actually don't know the story behind the Manhattan. I didn't even look it up for that, uh, for the story of it, like how, like when it was created. Um, but uh, I am now noticing that it was created in Cleveland. In, I need to plug in, in my laptop. So talk amongst yourselves for well, since uh, since only good. one of us actually uh, did our assignment for the show tonight. Uh, I'd no, love I did. To I've got. I could talk. I'm going to talk all night about vermouth. Are you guys excited about that? Uh, oh, even a little bit. Uh, but I but I will talk a little bit about the um, the regional uh, uh, releases from Crown Please. Heads. Uh, and so, as Rob said, we are going to be smoking the Crown Heads Yellow Rose tonight. Uh, the Yellow Rose was the second in the series of regional releases that Crown Heads came out with. Uh, it, the series started in 2014 with the Tennessee Waltz. Anybody that follows along with the Crown Heads brand, uh, which we all obviously do, uh, knows that they're based in Tennessee, have a lot of uh, ties back to Tennessee. And so there, it, it made a lot of sense that their first one was uh, released in homage, if you will, to, to, to Tennessee. And so, uh, so the concept behind these uh, releases were that they would only be released within that market to retailers in that market. And uh, then starting in 2017, they went with a 
bit of a tip of the hat to the movie The Purge and started releasing them on Lawless Day, which is November 1st, to the entirety of the American retail uh, population, if you were, if you will. Um, pink underwear, nice. Um, and so, <laughs> so, uh, so the Tennessee Waltz and the Yellow Rose, uh, the first two, were both the exact same blend. They both come from the famed My Father Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. And the only difference between them is the Vitola. The Tennessee Waltz came out originally in a 5.5 by 52 Robusto Extra. And the Yellow Rose that we are smoking here tonight for the show is a a 6.25 by 54 box-pressed torpedo. Uh, following, uh, following this one, then they did the Hawaiian Pinolo, Paniolo, Paniolo, thank you, uh, Paniolo Especial, made for Hawaii, and then they uh, capped off, at least to this point, this series with the uh, famed Buckeye Land uh, that they did with Willie Herrera and Drew Estate, uh, which I believe ended up uh, being kind of the predecessor to the. Um, to the Coalition. La Coalition. Thank you, Jordan. I, I, I need Jordan in my life at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so when I when I say that uh, that on Lawless Day they released <laughs> all of these, the, the exception to that is the Peniolo Especial, as that one isn't a regular production. That's a limited. They they do uh, short, uh, small batches of that just for the Hawaiian market, where the other three are regular production. Um, Though I do know from a, a little trip that uh, Rob and I took onto a show with uh, John Huber and Miguel Chaudel from Crown Heads that they have been out of um, the components for the cigar we're smoking tonight for a little while. And so uh, this one is currently, as far as I could uh, figure out before the show, uh, not available anywhere um, currently, but you can get the Tennessee Waltz uh, fairly regularly. And to uh, just to reiterate Rob's earlier point, it is a Connecticut broadleaf wrapped around a Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan fill- fillers. Pardon me. <laughs> that's that is that's that's fantastic. You dug so much deeper on this cigar than I did, so I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that uh, <clears throat> we passed that over to you to give us some background. Very good cigar. This is the first time I've smoked it. I've had the Tennessee Wall several times. Very very enjoyable. Um, this, I, I think I mistakenly said it's kind of a soft box press in the sense that it doesn't have like the hard edges. Uh, so it's almost kind of rounded, but, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty stout press. If that makes sense. It doesn't have, it's not got, there's not the edges. It's, it's rounded, but it's, it's pressed pretty good. It's, uh, it, but it is a very, very flavorful cigar. Um, so we're going in the pairing with a Manhattan, as I said, Manhattan, super classic cocktail. It is very, very simple to make. <clears throat> the base recipe calls for rye whiskey, which mm-hmm. I went with uh, Old Forester rye. Um, but you can use uh, rye whiskey, Canadian whiskey, bourbon, any kind of whiskey works. Uh, rye adds a little bit of that spiciness to it, which I like. That kind of cuts through some of the sweetness from the sweet vermouth, which is the other component, and bitters. The, the, um, the traditional recipe calls for it's two ounces of rye. Uh, one ounce of sweet vermouth, uh, two dashes of Angostura bitters, and one dash of orange bitters, which I oh, actually have to have. Some we actually bitters. did that by accident. Yeah. I, I just thought it sounded <laughs> good, and so yeah, we did yeah. that. The dash of orange bitters is like the traditional classic, uh, but it's it's changed throughout the years. I mean, this this cocktail has been around since the 1870s, uh, if not earlier. Um, but uh, I'm I'm pulling this from uh, just from the Wikipedia. It says that popular history suggests that uh, the drink originated at the Manhattan Club in New York City, which makes a ton of sense. Um, it was invented by Dr. Ian Marshall. Doctor. Doctor. Uh, for a banquet. This is the cool part. For a banquet hosted by uh, Jenny Jerome, um, who was Lady Randolph Churchill, the mother of Winston. What? What? Right? Yeah. Uh, in honor what? of presidential candidate Samuel J. Tilden. Uh, the success of the banquet, th- this banquet, this party that they had was super, super successful, and it made the drink very successful. Now, it, there's other, as with a lot of these older cocktails, there's all kinds of different uh, uh, different origin Lore. stories. Yeah. 
uh, lore. Thank you. Uh, there's um, and, and I mean, they all reference uh, it, it being created in Manhattan in New York City. Um, and I think there's there's a there's a lot of uh, cocktails that are kind of named after New York uh, City boroughs. Uh, but this is probably one of the most famous ones, um, <clears throat> if not the most famous. But you can see different iterations of this. Some contain absinthe and uh, and weird stuff, um, which I think abs adding absinthe to this would be a tragedy in my opinion, because um, you get that weird anise flavor with this sweet uh, and uh, herbal sweetness from the uh, from the sweet vermouth would really, really, in my opinion, suck. Well, yeah, you know, absinthe is in a uh, is in a Sazerac cocktail, and it's boss. And Correct. They're, they're not too a different. A Sazerac doesn't have sweet vermouth in it, does it? No. No. Yeah, I think that's the difference. And Sazerac was, oddly enough, and... Randy, this is why I told you, um, uh, the cocktail that we were, we were deciding between two, this and a Sazerac. But I, we decided that we were going to keep a Sazerac maybe for uh, the next uh, rapper that we do, the San Andreas Ooh. rapper. So well, you guys, you guys know that, you know, absinthe makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, <laughs> hashtag dad joke. I think moving forward, when he says crap like that, we just need to just, just be quiet. I'll mute him. And eventually, and eventually it'll just stop. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's that's good. I, I like. Well, see, I gotta pick on Eric every now and again. Well, it's interesting to me that you just called uh, the flavor of anise uh, weird twice in almost the same breath. Why do you find absinthe and anise so weird? It's Rob? not. It's not weird. Isn't the right term. It's very. Um, it's a very specific flavor. Mm -hmm. You're not confusing uh, absinthe with something else you kind of or i mean maybe sambuca because it's got kind of the same flavor profile but you know what you're tasting it's not it's not weird but it's just very very specific and it's a powerful flavor and i think i'm a bit uh sensitive to it so whenever that black licorice kind of anise flavor if i'm not looking for it or in the mood for it and it shows up it's an unwelcome guest <laughs> so that's maybe that's why i refer to it as weird hey, weird isn't the right term i like that in I don't know why I keep going back to the Sazerac, because we keep talking about absinthe. But I like that in the Sazerac, it's not like you just add absinthe to the drink. You you wash the glass and you dump it you back throw out. It out. It just barely skims the glass. Huh. Yeah. You just It's just a wash. Yeah, I agree. I don't want that. I, that flavor is way, way too commanding. Yeah. And, I mean, if, if that's what you're looking for and that's what you're in the mood for, then so be it. Like, sometimes I want black licorice. I actually do like it. And... It's rare that I want it, but like if I want licorice and somebody brings me black licorice and I was hoping for red vines, then we got a problem. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you do like it, bro. <laughs> I, no, I I do. I just, I like it a lot, just not very frequently. <laughs> correct. It's, that's absolutely correct. It's it's not the kind of thing like when I'm smoking a cigar and I get a flavor of nougat. That's a pleasant surprise if I'm not expecting it. If I have a cocktail and there's anise in there and I wasn't expecting it, it's like ooh. It's like getting a Coke when you order a Dr. Pepper. Oh, man. Have you ever gone to, like, drink something and you thought you were, like, drinking yeah. Sprite and it's milk and just, like, your brain's, like... <laughs> yeah, you just, your, your brain just does not know what to do, and it's, just, it's a terrible experience. So that's, that's what it is. It's not that I don't like it. It's just it's very... It's a specific flavor. It's an intense flavor. And if I, if I want that flavor, then great. If I don't, then you need to get it out of my face. Now, I, I always like. called it anise. Yeah, I think it's pronounced yeah. anise. Well, I, I like anise. I mean, I don't care. I'm just, you know. Randy said that one time. Point of. And I was like, so I looked it up, and I'm pretty sure it's anise. I don't, I don't know. I, what, I, don't, I, I actually it's don't know. Yeah. I, I actually don't know for a fact. I, that's just what, you know, my mom, you know, being an Italian and. Yes, and, you know, just like I and, know and everything cooking about like, it. But you know, pizzelles and all that. Like, you put, you put anise in the pizzel. You know, it's like, uh, that's what we called it. But I, like I digress. It's kind of like a, a, a leave the gun, take the cannoli kind of scenario. Exactly. exactly. By the way, just a quick update uh, on the cigar. Just to update, I, I gotta say, guys, I I, I don't re I don't remember really loving this, but right now I love it. That's like, what I was thinking. It's it's fantastic right now, and I don't know if it's the drink pulling out the sweetness, Robbie or Randy. I don't know what you guys think, but. Like, I'm getting a distinct sweetness off of the cigar that is extremely pleasant right now. I think it's like uh, mocha. That's mm. what I'm getting. Mocha it's sweetness. It's excellent. Well, we'll we will, I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it, and yeah. you're welcome. 
Um, I am, uh, <laughs> we'll get into the pairing here shortly. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about vermouth because uh, I don't think we've ever featured a cocktail that has mm. vermouth <clears throat> no, I don't think so. in it. Uh, and uh, vermouth is, kind of, is one of those, uh, it's super popular. Hipsters love vermouth. So like craft vermouth is a thing. Um, you can find my father-in-law, who is the least hipster craft person ever to exist on the face of the earth, sent uh, Dana and I a bottle of this local craft vermouth that they had from a, a, this local distiller that was making, I don't know what they were making, but they were also making vermouth. Very, very tasty. Um, so vermouth is essentially, it's a fortified wine. And what's a fortified wine? Wine is, it's wine base, and it's you're adding some sort of nondescript kind of alcohol to it to fortify it with additional alcohol. Randy, do you have a better way of saying that? Well, that was good enough. Say it with enough. passion, Randy. Uh, well, I, I mean, so so fort is the is the French word for strong, and so uh, <laughs> the, the 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 one the one thing that I feel like you might have left out, um, probably one of the more uh, uh, popularized and commonly known uh, fortified wines would be port. Sure. And and so one of the one of the key um, the key things that that I'd say that you left out is that they add that fortifying agent that that higher spirit uh, during fermentation to halt fermentation, leaving some of the fermentable sugars. And so a fortified wine is virtually always going to have that residual sweetness because the, uh, the higher alcohol basically kills off the, um, the active yeast. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but with, <clears throat> so with, with vermouth, it is, it's a fortified, and it's usually a fortified white wine for the most part. Even in a red vermouth, you're getting that red colors coming from somewhere else. So the fortified, it's a fortified white wine for the most part. Uh, it's flavored and aromatized, which is my favorite word of the day. And, uh, and it's, the AVB is boosted with some sort of neutral alcohol. They, use, they say clear grape brandy in, in this, in, in this uh, specific description. Um, and then it's flavored with a variety of botanicals, herbs, spices, etc. Um, <clears throat> a classic red vermouth, uh, which is what we're using here, is also known as like a sweet vermouth. Uh, it's going to be dark, rich flavors like cocoa, uh, kind of like a red wine flavor to it, even though it's a white wine base, uh, spice, toffee, herbs, et cetera. Um, a clear or white vermouth um, is going to be something that you, when you taste it, it's a bit, it's much more astringent. It's used in um, <clears throat> in uh, shaken, not stirred. Why can't I think of the name of that cocktail? Martinis, um, for the most part. So you get that more dry it's a bit more, um, I guess, bitter, for lack of a better term, um, on the palate, uh, <clears throat> a little bit dirtier, so to speak, than a sweet vermouth. Sweet vermouth you can drink. I, w I would not drink uh, regular vermouth, clear vermouth straight. It's terrible. Uh, it tastes like something you should cook with. But uh, sweet vermouth, as I said, there's kind of a big movement that's been going on. I think it's pretty easy to make, and, maybe, and it doesn't take a long time, and you have a lot of control over the flavor, much like gin. So that's why it's kind of become popular because it's a, it's kind of a, a quick turnaround thing that distillers can make and offset some of their costs while they're making something that's a bit more time consuming like whiskey. Um, but yeah, sweet vermouth is, is kind of been on the uptick. Uh, and one of the main things I'll tell you guys about vermouth is uh, you're storing it wrong. Every single one of you, if you have vermouth in your house, and you're storing it And I hate you wrong. also. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've been storing it. I've been storing it wrong. Well, uh, up until a couple of years ago, I was storing it wrong. It's a fortified wine. Once you open it, it goes in the fridge, and it's got a finite lifespan. People think of vermouth as something that you stick in your bar, and you can use it whenever you want. And for the most part, with white vermouth, you can because the flavor doesn't really de – it deteriorates, but it doesn't deteriorate that much. Like, Randy, it's, it would be <clears> – <throat> it's like, a, like an IPA. You've got like a three-month window before you really lose all those hop aromas. And well, three months is a long time. I'd say you have like a 30 day window, but we're bougie. So you've got a finite window. Let's just stick with that before that flavor is completely gone. So uh, it's kind of the same idea with vermouth. You want to keep that in your fridge, sweet vermouth, especially if it's a nice one, two months tops. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it does not last. Uh, it does not have a, a really long shelf life. Now I'll tell you, excuse me. I can't really taste the difference because my palate, as far as vermouth is concerned, isn't really that great. We've had this for a while, definitely more than two months. That is a gigantic, gigantic drink that you have. In. 
Cheers, brother. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Randy. That's, uh, that's tough, Robbie, because I feel like I've, I don't use sweet vermouth in cocktails very often. Like, I have to go buy a bottle of it every time I want to make a drink. I think that Rob just secretly got some stock in some of the big vermouth companies. It's like, you really only use a bottle once, throw it away, and buy a new bottle. It's fair. It's, it's fair. Um, if you look, a lot of the, the newer stuff, the, the craft stuff comes in, what are they, 370, 370 mil or whatever Correct. that bottle size Correct. is? Yeah. Um, they come in a smaller bottle, which is great. I'd pay a little extra for that myself just because I know even that much vermouth I'm not going to go through that fast. So, and you can keep it long. If you did pours like this, you might. Fair enough. <laughs> and, and you can keep it longer. Don't get me wrong. You can keep it longer. It's just the flavor is going to deteriorate and deteriorate and deteriorate. Um, but like I said, we've had this for a while, and it still tastes great to me. Um, the only other component that's in this, uh, and Randy, I loved your description of these earlier today, are the really expensive cherries. Uh, it's got a maraschino cherry that's in there. Uh, I've, you can. It's Are we talking Luxardo? Who's going so, Luxardo? I've I've got the Luxardos, and uh, Randy said so. I could finally get to use my really expensive cherries. I was like, well, you could use whatever you want. He's like, oh, I don't know. I know exactly where they are. They're in my safe right next to the gold bullion. Because <laughs> <laughs> these Luxardo cherries are really freaking expensive, but, they're but they good. last forever and they taste great. Oh yeah, they are fantastic. So that's kind of, boys, the primer on a little bit of primer on vermouth um, and a little bit of primer. So sweet vermouth, the flavor profile is going to be herbal, a little bit sweet, um, very approachable. And it's an aperitif. You drink this is like a before dinner type of drink. Uh, it's not a digestif, which is something you would have after dinner. Um, I don't know really what makes a drink an aperitif versus a digestif. Do you, Randy? Uh, Come on, yeah. Randy. It, Come on. It, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, a, a digestif is, um, it should break down the food you already had, where an yeah, aperitif should, yeah. should like, uh, um, uh, kickstart the enzyme, enzymatic activity in, in your belly to, like, you know, kind of wake everything up before you start eating. So usually you'll, you'll see those have anise in them, where, where it's that kind of brighter, almost it's anise, like you, you actually. <laughs> <laughs> They kind of they, they get things moving, yes, if you will. Yes, yes, exactly. Things moving. I I, I don't um, know about Taco Bell gets things moving. I mean, I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Maybe that. I'm wrong, but I remember Manhattan's having more of a syrupy texture to them, and maybe it's the vermouth we're using or something. But these feel a little thin. Do you, what do you what do you think? I think I, it's the I, I don't know. I can't compare it good enough because I I haven't. Tr- uh, had enough of these? Maybe I don't know if it's the bourbon or the vermouth, but I feel like but it's a little watery or something. That could be. I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed to be syrupy or not. Do, what do you it, don't you think it's kind of syrupy usually, Rob? They tend to be a bit more on the viscous side. Um, that's the way that I've always thought of them. And as you were saying that, I took a, a quick sip of mine, and I'm, I'm getting down to the bottom here. It might be time to order a second round. But um, Dana, Dana, <laughs> hello. Um, <laughs> No, it's, they're, they're definitely a bit – because you, you, it's not shaken, so you're not going to get those, those tiny little ice particles that eventually melt and kind of water down your drink. You stir it, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an alcohol-forward – it's a booze-forward cocktail. We well, talked about the differences between stirring. We did shake ours, so maybe that's, that's, that's your problem Maybe right that's there. the problem. Blew it. I didn't yeah, know that. Dang it. You blew it. Yeah, you, well, you definitely <clears> – <throat> stir the next one. All Have, right. uh, whoever's bringing you around to, have them stir the next one. And, uh, and see if you can taste the difference. To me, and we've talked about the difference between shaking a cocktail and stirring a cocktail, shaking tends to uh, blend the flavors of things better. Uh, it emulsifies. It, it kind of, it, you, you, you're interjecting a certain amount of air into the drink and you're breaking up the ice. So you've got residual ice cubes that are gonna kind of float around in there uh, and, and melt as the drink uh, you know, warms to room temperature. Uh, mainly you're doing that uh, when you're... <laughs> Wow. Mainly you do that when, uh, when there's uh, citrus in your cocktail. There's no citrus in this. It is an alcohol-forward flavoring drink. So I always go, you definitely want to stir it, but when you stir a drink, you're not mixing the flavors quite as much. You're going to taste your sweet vermouth, and you're going to taste your bourbon, and you're going to almost even taste those bitters. Even though they're mixed in there pretty well, but you can still get a pretty good flavor of that. Everything's kind of separated. It's not emulsified into one flavor component, if that makes sense. 
It does, and I, I just always, th- I, they always come like pretty chill, and I just kind of just imagined like, oh, they must be. Well, and the the shaking. the recipe that we that we went off of specifically said shake. Oh, really? Yeah. Wherever right. you got that recipe from, don't ever get recipes. Okay, okay. I won't. I won't. Bam. Done. They're they're done. They're out of here. Um. So yeah. But but it's interesting. So we didn't do the the round robin. You told us that you're using the uh, the old Forester rye. Mm. Uh, we just learned uh, on on the uh, Lolo that the boys have bourbon, which shouldn't shock anybody. Um, well, what bourbon are you guys using for this? Lolo, I like that. We are going with the Wild Turkey 101. Oh, Interesting. Right which is surprisingly pretty good. Yeah. Surprisingly good for extremely cheap. Interesting. You know, I feel about basic old Forester. Whatever the old Forester. Oh, it's 86. Yeah, that's that's my go to. That is like. That's what's on my shelf, nightly bourbon. Yeah, and the hundred, so, the hundred proof. Come on, that's even so did better. I, did I outkick my coverage when I went with the whistle pig for this? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But hey, go for it. That's well, fun. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's there's nothing wrong with that. And and there's I think there's a bit of that's actually a pretty good point, Randy. I think there's a bit of a, a misnomer of well, this is a mixing whiskey and this mm-hmm. is a whiskey that you drink straight. Um, I don't, <laughs> uh, there's some interesting comments popping up. Um, I, I personally don't really subscribe to that. Now there's certain things that when I get them in my bar that I don't, uh, I don't mix with them, but I'll tell you the best old fashioned that I've ever had is with Blanton's. And I mean, Blanton's is like a $60 bottle. If you can find it on the secondary market, they're going for about a buck 50 now, I think, um, it's funny. I, I messaged you guys a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh, man, everybody in the Bay Area, all the Bevmos in the Bay Area have uh, have um, Blanton's, which I hadn't seen in you know forever. And they were 59 bucks. And I just had a fresh bottle, so I didn't go buy any. I looked today. Not a single Bevmo in the Bay Area has them. I just happened mm-hmm. to look at the right day. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, Blanton's is super hard to find now. But uh, to me, that's the best old-fashioned that I've ever had. That, I mean, I make it at home, and I did it myself, and it was fantastic. So I don't have a problem out kicking my coverage, Randy, as you said. I love that analogy. Uh, for um, using uh, using a high-end uh, spirit for a cocktail, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, there's certain things, no. like I said, I wouldn't, that I that's wouldn't really touch. But <clears throat> one of the, you know, that's one of the only ways you're going to increase the complexity. There's only so many ingredients. But that's, well, that's amp it up a little true. bit. And that's just a nice see, thing. It, it seemed weird to me to use a $20 cherry, but uh, then a cheap bottle of... <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're using Luxardo cherries, you, that, good you should be doing that. That is a good totally. point. Totally. Does the, the little jar of Luxardo cherries, is it really like 20 bucks? Is I think it's like 25 like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like but they do last forever, and they're fantastic. Dana, it, it, which it, this isn't going to surprise anybody, uh, made some <clears throat> Luxardo cherries before. And it was... and there like this proposition I, I'm interested in. What's that? There's a business proposition I'm interested yeah, in. It sounds yeah, like four exactly. bucks a piece. Yeah, no kidding. The the syrup that she made these things in was just the syrup was great. We use the syrup just for cocktails, and you can do that out of the Luxardo if you want. Just mix it, just a little bit of that syrup with some bourbon. Get out of town. It's great. Wow. A little bit of sweetness, a little bit of cherry. Um, oh, eighteen dollars on Amazon, boys. <laughs> Stock up. Get at it. Stock up. Well done, Patrick. <laughs> I am in a place. I'm in a place. Just my constantly googling things during the show. Yeah, you know, actually, well, I've got a moment here. I would like to say that uh, we at Flavor Odyssey are happy to be presented on this show and all shows for season two by our good friends at Drew Estate. Drew Estate has cigars for every kind of cigar smoker, whether it is something sweet for the heat like Deadwood Sweet Jane, or something refined and Cubanesque, like Herrera Esteli, or something to celebrate special occasions in life, like Liga Privada. Drew Estate has you covered. You can find Drew Estate anywhere cigars are sold. Head to DrewEstate.com forward slash store locator to find a shop nearest you, and gentlemen, experience the rebirth of cigars. Boom. So whenever you say and gentlemen, and you, you said it last time you said and Rob, like I want to say never smoke alone right when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be and remember. Uh, indeed. 
Yes, yeah. I, I'm a company man. I, 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 I see I see the confusion, but, but, but there is a slight difference. Uh, and because we let the halfway point already come and go here, I'll go ahead and also throw out that we'd like to send a special thanks out to Smokin, our other uh, sponsor for A Flavor Odyssey, who sponsors all the cigars for the show for season two. We are ever so grateful for our sponsors. They make it possible for us to bring this amazing content to you each and every week and we appreciate you the listener who tunes in and pays attention oh, to man. all this it's <laughs> off the cuff is randy gonna start crying <laughs> randy's gonna start crying he's gonna start crying everybody be ready so here he goes you guys care <laughs> he, he wears he wears his emotions on his sleeve yes um I have a confession to make in the while Randy, I was so distracted by Randy's fantastic read that uh, I sent a text message to uh, to order my second drink, and uh, it was for my wife. So there was, you know, maybe like a little kissy emoji and some hearts and things. <laughs> and, and I sent it to the dojo text message. Oh, oh yeah. And, uh, and I can't Eric, wait to read that. Eric yeah. reminded me saying, he said, you know, this could have yeah. gone horribly wrong. Yes. And actually, <laughs> absolutely. There was, there, was some, uh, there was some plans for later tonight, which I won't say, which I won't mention on the air, but it was, it was, geez, Rob. It was, pretty, it was pretty intense, man. You're going to have dinner, watch a movie, and fall asleep on got, the couch. It, 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 got, it got me tingling. Lots right. of acrobatic <laughs> stuff. Uh, so uh, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the, uh, the, the breakdown of the Manhattan. Oh, thank you, dear. Thank you, dear. So now Kevin has an even cheaper deal than Patrick. Who's going to get the? Who's going to tell us the cheapest Luxardo deal? The winner, uh, the, whoever can get us the cheapest Luxardo, is going to get some Luxardo stickers from Randy. You know where find them. What did Kevin say? Kevin said Walmart, two jars, two jars for twenty nine dollars. Wow! So Walmart that's the leading jars, price. That's pretty that's, good. That's earth shattering news, boys. <laughs> Dana is on her way to Walmart right now. <laughs> She's gonna go put on her pajamas and go to Walmart. Wait a minute. Never mind. <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> um, so here's here's what I love about this particular cocktail. Randy was asking me, he's like, so what's the difference between a uh, so so he basically said like an old fashioned and a Manhattan are kind of the same thing. Yes and no. I mean, they're the same thing in the sense that they are. Uh, mainly, cocktails. They are both <laughs> and they are they are mainly whiskey, rye, bourbon, uh, base. Um, but uh, that, that's kind of where the the the, the similarities uh, change. The, one of the main things, the main difference, really, is the fruit. But um, I don't know where I was going with this. But they're very very classic cocktails. But I think for me, just a totally different flavor profile and. I almost think, and I, I thought differently before, but I think a Manhattan actually pairs a little bit better with cigars than a Manhattan, or a Manhattan pairs a little bit better than an old fashioned. Okay, There's, so uh, real quick before we go on, because we can start to get into that, and I just, I'm sorry to cut you off. I have to correct you because you just said that the main difference is the fruit, where obviously what you meant is the main difference is the vermouth. Well, the vermouth and the fruit, really. I mean, that's the main difference, you're right, is the vermouth. There is no vermouth in the other. The orange being involved in the, um, if you do it right. The orange being involved in the old-fashioned is a big, big difference for me. Well, with, the, the aromatics changed completely. With all these classic cocktails, bourbon or rye-based, there's you know just one little, just one easy. ingredient difference between each of them. Yeah, I mean they're they're making these in 1870. It's not or, like they were going down to. It's not like they pulled up Amazon and said, "Oh, let me get some Luxardo cherries." They were just going with whatever they had around the house or in the bar. Well, all right. End of, <laughs> end of show. <laughs> I, I, somebody I run. take a puff on my cigar. I figured somebody else would speak. I don't know. That, that, that was a little odd. Well, no. So, um, so let's let's get into it because uh, you, you did just make the the statement that this you believe that this what we have here <laughs> pairs better. Um, and so I'll go ahead and go first to not allow that to happen again. <laughs> Usually, you have a co-host for something like that. But. I don't know. It's weird, right? I didn't like, realize it like, was like, done. I didn't pick up on the each cube. other or anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so I, I, I will echo what the what the boy said back in Colorado. This cigar is tasting fantastic right now. I'm getting fan, really, really like that nice uh, chocolatey earthiness that we've talked about a, a ton with, with the with the broadleaf. 
Does anybody need a six and a half? I don't. Patrick might have the win, but I don't want to do the math. I don't know what that even means. Six and a half ounces of Luxardo cherries for eighty-six bucks. (laughs) Sounds great. Do they sell it by the hammock? That's what I want to know. I'm gonna buy that that jug of 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 cherries, and for my secret Santa, if you, if you get me as your Santa, you're That's getting three cherries in a Ziploc bag, and I'm just gonna send them to everyone that signs up for the Secret Santa program in general. So, um, so thank you for <laughs> sharing that, uh, Patrick. I, I believe uh, I think Tanner uh, Tanner found a better one. Tanner even found a better no, one. he found the same one for a dollar more. Oh, never mind. Tanner, you lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a lot of freaking cherries. Six and a half pounds. Well, I'm curious how long they last. But anyway, Randy, you want to say something that's relevant to the show, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So so talk about the flavor of this cigar. Um, this, to me, it differentiates itself significantly from the previous three uh, Connecticut broadleafs that we – or the broadleafs that we've smoked in this chapter uh, of season two um, is I really get that uh, kind of signature um, – a Nicaragua spice and uh, both in uh, baking spice and a nice black pepper in the retro hail. Uh, this to me is coming off as uh, very complex. Um, and, 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 and it's all just uh, melding together really well. The flavor of just a cigar. And then when you talk about the pairing, um, I also, um, I, I've never had it, so I didn't expect it to be more viscous. This is a very, very drinkable, um, cocktail, I like this a ton. You guys know me. I typically um, am a big wuss and put ice in uh, virtually everything that has spirits in it. I could drink this. Oh, I mean, serving. Welcome like, to the party, pal. This is legit, um, and it's going really, really nicely. It's got a, a nice sweetness without being uh, heavy, uh, you know, cloying, a sticky sweetness on the palate. That is really, I think amplifying some of some of that spiciness and some of that chocolate notes uh, that I'm getting from the cigar. And so, I, I mean, I, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too early, but I'm going to go ahead and pull back the, the curtain and say I, I give this a enthusiastic thumbs up. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, uh, I will uh, concur, Randy. Thumbs up from me as well. Um, <clears throat> the There's a – there is like a, a, a spicy sweetness – to this particular cocktail. And when I say spicy, I'm talking about those cabinet spices that we talk about because you're, you're going to find some of that in uh, in the vermouth flavor. And you get that in, in bourbon as well. So there's like a little bit of cinnamon, maybe some nutmeg in there, that type of stuff. And it brings out a unique sweetness in the cigar that I've, I, I don't really totally expect from uh, Connecticut Broadleaf. I'm getting a bit of a minerality from this cigar as well, which I really, really like. Um, it, it's kind of... It's kind of a flavor that's a little bit dry on the palate, but it's a little bit brighter. Maybe minerality isn't the right word. I think it is. Um, not like I'm chewing on rocks. That's not what it tastes like. But uh, it's it's got a, like a minerality to it. I don't know. That, it, Randy, you said yes, and I like 500 tons for how much? 5,000 tons for 13 grand, boys. Let's do it. We'll do like a dojo exclusive. We can all split it. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That is a literal truckload of. Of Luxardo cherries, I I I don't need that deal. <laughs> Although Patrick uh, Larkin did uh, direct message me uh, the link to the can, I, I that might be in Dana's stocking for Christmas this year. Hello. I don't know. We'll see. That's uh, that could be a fun. Uh, Please kind don't of a text gang. that to me. Please don't text. <laughs> <that to me. laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll make sure that's never going to happen. Again. I'm going to be filling. Dana, I'm going to be. Stocking. I'm going to be filling your stocking, Dana. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that's that's inappropriate. Uh, the show is uh, supposed to be PG. Yeah, no, is, this is a family Sorry. family show about booze and tobacco. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yes, very enthusiastic thumbs up. The pairing to me, I, I just feel like this Manhattan, and I, I now I'm a little bit ashamed that we haven't done this earlier. It will, yeah, Boulevardier Negroni. Brian, we were talking about this before the show. Literally talked about this before the show. The difference between those two, they are. Uh, they have uh, sweet vermouth um, and uh, Campari in there. Campari is super, super bitter. It's very earthy, very bitter. It's bright red in color, so you think it's sweet, but it's not. Uh, it's that's, very, that pink, very... that's that pink uh, foo-foo cocktail you like so much, right? That, no, that is um, 
Aperol. Aperol is, is in the same family as Campari, but it's sweeter. That's orange, has a bit more of a citrus note to it, but okay. also very, very bitter. Guys, uh, oh, yes. go, sorry. I, sorry to interrupt you. Going, no, no shaken, just stirred, much yeah. better. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the that's viscous texture I was looking for. Interesting. Mm. Me- I messed it up. There's when you that, shake it, that's crazy that just that shaking it would, would change it like that. Yeah, wow. it does. It's, uh, try it with a, with a martini as well. It makes a huge, huge difference. Um, wow. More in, in mouthfeel, Randy, which we all know that you love, uh, as opposed to flavor, but uh, it does make a difference in the experience. Um, I was on the verge of making a good point, Skinny Jeans, and you threw me off. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Campari, the Boulevardier. Oh, oh, Boulevardier. So, yeah, that's a fantastic drink. Very, very similar to this. It's bourbon, sweet vermouth, and you add in the Campari. So you get that, uh, that really stark bitterness. Campari almost tastes like beets. It's like kind of sweet dirt. You know, there's a little bit of sweetness. It's very earthy, but there's a lot of bitterness in there. Um, and a Negroni is the same thing, but with gin. Very, very popular cocktails. You can also, we had some that were made with mezcal, which was like a mezcal Negroni. Very, very good as well. Uh, mezcal is kind of a smoky tequila for to really boil it down and make it very simple to understand. But uh, those are really, really good cocktails. As far as uh, pairings, hmm. The idea of pairing a cigar with anything that has Campari in it frightens me. Because mm. Campari, we talked about uh, anise being a strong flavor. Campari is, is really, really, really strong flavor. Very, very bitter. I don't know. I'd be curious to give it a shot. Maybe we can give that a try. Uh, we're going to go around the table. Eric and uh, Jordan, you want to chime in on what you think of this pairing? Yeah. So uh, just a couple quick comments. Uh, one of the interesting things I find with this uh, cocktail is the the nose on it is very floral, but it does not match at all the actual uh, the drinking right. taste of it. Like you, when you if you smell this cocktail, you imagine something in your mind that you're going to taste, and it's not what you get at all, which is bizarre to me. And uh, I, I guess my second comment would be: I, based on this cocktail, I really wasn't expecting much. I, I kind of thought this might be a bad pairing just because of the nose on this cocktail, but it's actually a fantastic pairing. I would give it an enthusiastic thumbs up. I don't know if it's, Ooh. I don't know if it's, this could be one of those, uh, this could be an example, boys, of of one of these deals where the cigar is really pulling this drink along with it. Like, I'm not saying the drink is Ooh. bad I, at all. It's a good drink. It's a good <clears throat> cocktail. It's But the cigar, to me, is enhancing this drink and this cigar is just it's fantastic and that to me is the thing that pushes this into a solid thumbs up. Yeah, uh, Eric, uh, have you never had a Manhattan before? I have, you know, just but it's not one that I normally. It's not something that you gravitate towards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had Manhattans at restaurants and that kind of stuff like that, but it's it's one that I've had very rarely, maybe I don't know seven times in my life or whatever, and. Yeah. So c- coming into tonight, I wasn't expecting a lot, but I am very pleasantly surprised. I would love to have this uh, more often. It's really, really good. What kind of vermouth did you guys get? Do you know? We just got the cheapy, like, uh, the, Martin the v- Rossi. Rossi. Martin Rossi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Just curious. What are you, Jordan? Uh, Jordan? Uh, the, the cigar is, is lights out, and I think it's, I would say it's a lot less gritty than the other Brawleys we've done. Like, yeah. this, it's pretty smooth. Um but, you know, it's got a lot of body to it as well. And, uh, you know, it's crazy because, like, the difference between the two versions of this cocktail, the shaken and the stirred, is is insane. Like, I was almost going to say thumbs down with that first version. It was just so thin, and it just couldn't match the body of the cigar. Um, and then I, I feel like the, the flavor profile of the cigar is mostly mocha, but then the, you get the black pepper in there as well, um, which was not quite pairing flavor-wise with drink, but just the texture difference between the two drinks has, has turned this from a thumbs down to a thumbs up. Easy thumbs up. Nice. Um, which is, it, it, this is what I expected the pairing to taste like, and, and now I've got it, and it's a thumbs up. You got Perfect. a better bartender. Yeah, I, I, I blew it. Matt <laughs> killed it. We got it. Yeah, this, I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I, Manhattan is one that I kind of just had in my back pocket, and we'll use it at some point. Um, now I kind of wish that we would have done it earlier. Um, in fact, uh, this might, uh, when we talked about 
doing a show at the end of season two, this this cocktail may work its way into my my pairing for season two. This is the flavor in here is so so good. With it's got that earthy sweetness. It's just a little bit. It's not not tart, but it's got a little bit of that cherry flavor in there that brings out a nice a nice sweetness in the cigar so far. Um, there's that the the herbal aromatics, Eric, that you were talking about to me is not a negative. I, I actually really enjoy that. I, I like the uh, that kind of herbal flavor that's there, and it's it's just kind of if if nothing else, it kind of it's a different note to get on the nose. You don't really taste it so much on the palate, but you get it a bit on the nose and the when you're kind of the aroma of the drink, if you will. So it's 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 a nice little addition to all these different flavors that we have going on. There's a lot going on in this pairing. Don't don't get it twisted. There is a ton going on in here. There's a lot going on in this cigar. There's a lot going on in this cocktail. There's a reason this cocktail has been popular for 140, 60 years, years, however many years that is. An awful long time. There's a reason it's been around, and it's there's just a lot, a lot of flavor going on, and you have to get the $30 cherries to, to really just set it over the top. So, boys, what's going on with uh, Smoke Night Live this Friday? All right, so Friday we're not having an official Smoke Night Live because it is the, uh, the night of uh, La Zona Palooza, so we oh. will be on their show on the Lazona Palooza digital show. Uh, me and Jordan and other guys at the uh, studio here will be on their show, hanging out, having a good time. And then a week from that, we will have uh, Omar uh, from Fratello on the show. Uh, so those are the... Uh, Fratello the- badge. Yeah. Dojoverse, boys. Uh, by the way... Earn it. Yesterday we Get had, it. Yesterday we had the, the Davidoff badge. Um, so... Ooh, I, I feel like every day when I log in, and this is this is how dialed into the dojo that I am. This is how much these guys respect me personally. Is I find out about the new badges on Facebook. <laughs> and hey, I man. feel like every every time I log into Facebook, there is there's the Dunbarton badge, and now there's the there's the Davidoff badge. Are is it alphabetical? There's about uh, there's, twelve of them now, right? No, it's not alphabetical. We're just uh, going through companies that want to. Orsa leave. There's what there's so many. I feel Camacho, like you've added so many. Dunbarton Foundation, Fratello, Camacho. Yeah, so yeah. many have Abba. been added in the last week or so. It's just you, you gotta get on the dojo and you got I need to do a better job of checking in. And I'm not gonna be like Randy and just check in all the cigars that I've smoked before and then get people to yell at me. <laughs> I'm gonna check in when I'm actually smoking them. There you go. Yeah, because like, that's the rules, Randy. We have to follow the rules. Yeah, we'd all be black belts if we logged every cigar we've ever smoked. Come on. If, if he, why does he get to get up? If he gets up, we all get up. It'll be anarchy. Mm. Anarchy! Right. <clears throat> Nobody got the rep. Yeah. Nobody got the I, I I could tell that you were quoting something the that rep. no one cared about. <laughs> yeah. somebody, somebody in the listening audience got that reference. Sorry. Well, we'll find out. Anybody on Facebook get that reference? I don't know. Well, Say I'm just going to throw out there, you didn't win anything if you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, Randy's going to send you a, a, a shoebox full of cash. Oh, wait, hey, right. by so the way, Robbie, I just I just got my new fresh drink uh, from Matt. Dojo <laughs> And and Hold Matt on. and Matt made a, a very nice Manhattan and not shaken, just stirred. Stirred with think, ice. I think Jordan's right. Not only not only does so it so much better. It's not crazy. only is it a little bit more viscous, but it tastes a little has a little more kick to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if less watered down. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's really the, it's, the math there is real simple. Yeah, very it's, good. Uh, it's it's not it's not as watered down. Um, so Patrick just, just gave me a hard time for not checking in on the verse. I've been checking in lately. I I'm on the verge of becoming an orange belt. Ooh. Now I have, Ooh. I have a request. Orange belt is only like level three. Can I make it? So I'm just an orange belt forever. I don't ever want to surpass. orange. <laughs> belt. I do want to keep checking in, but I always want an orange belt. I, I would mm. argue you are on track to be an orange belt forever. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess I opened myself up for that. Is there a Boom! belt? We hey hey red belt this week this week we got our first black belt Daniel R Daniel R is the first official black belt on the Dojo verse this is huge guys that cheers to that everybody let's drink to that right Chad Chad will be there in a couple of days you Ah. cannot do anything on the Dojo verse without Chad Chad liking commenting. And uh, whatever else you can do to oppose. I'm pretty sure he had some sort of program written that just (laughs) automatically adds three fire emojis to every post that goes up. Uh, He he hasn't 
He's got personally bots. checked in in weeks. That's my, that's my that's my theory. He got <laughs> Randy, what what do we have next week? Next week. So uh, again, wild this card is episode. The, this is the final uh, cigar for the official um, uh, broadleaf wrapper segment of season two, and. Uh, again, you know, I, I, we are obviously passionate, excited uh, cigar smokers, just like everybody watching here. And uh, so I was so pumped on the uh, Tabernacle uh, new release that came out in the um, in the David and Goliath of Tolas. Um, we went ahead and uh, I let you let me talk you into uh, doing the wild card for this next uh, week. As the um, as a revisit of our first Connecticut in Tabernacle, but it'll be the new David um, uh, Vitola, and we are going to be drinking bourbon with it, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. Oh, yes, we are. baby, so bourbon. A very similar look on my face next week as I'm I have of it. now. Yes, <laughs> and, and Jordan will be singing next week. You, you, I, mean, uh, I want to sing. <laughs> I'm gonna take a bunch of grief for doing this because I didn't tell any of these other three guys I was gonna do this. But uh, yes, I'm I, I do a little like uh, shameless self promotion plug. Do you? Uh -oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's what hear. could this be? Uh, so, what could this be? <laughs> so uh, these guys all know uh, I am. I am. A, I am the head of marketing for a large brewery, and what my job is is to get the word out and get eyes on the packages for 21st Amendment Brewery, and I was so thrilled to wake up this morning to find out that in the recent Men's Health magazine, they did a top 10 beers for this 2020 Christmas season, and the number one rated beer for this holiday season is none other than the 21st Amendment Fireside Chat Spiced Brown Ale at 7.8% alcohol. Uh, 45 IBUs. It has a proprietary blend of spices. It goes phenomenally with cigars, I might add. And uh, I just thought I'd share that with the world because uh, is we it uh, really is it good? Uh, congrats, brother. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. No, it's it's, it's actually, very good. It's, it's, it's good. One of my favorite beers that right. uh, the brewery I work for makes. And so it was it was pretty cool to get that kind of national uh, that accolade. And uh, have all, all all our work that we go through all the time pay off a little bit. And so I wanted to share that uh, uh, 21st Amendment is in 30 states. Uh, if you can find 21st Amendment near you, you should be able to find Fireside Chat in a store near you. And I would be thrilled to have you guys find that. Smoke it with a cigar. Tag me. Uh, I, I promise I'll, I'll repost from both my personal and, and work uh, emails and, and social platform what what calls it <laughs> however that social stuff works yeah, yeah. he's gonna do it randy uh, 21st amendment now owes us a thousand dollars so i was i was gonna say we need a we need a fireside chat badge for the christmas season uh maybe randy can can look into that i can i can personally vouch for the fireside chat i've been drinking it since it was in four packs mm, that did actually happen and uh and while we do not have our beer in North Colorado. It is locally found in Colorado. So, all, yeah, that's North Colorado. That's like a district, I believe, of, oh, the, right, of right. the state of Colorado. Um, but if you go into into deep Colorado, you'll you'll find it. <laughs> Real Colorado, there. deep no, Colorado. Nobody <laughs> goes to Wyoming unless you're trying to get Does, away from. Has a anybody ever been to Wyoming? Like, one person that I know of. <laughs> is it, I think there's one escalator in Wyoming. I found it at this mall, and I've searched. Uh, I used to do hockey tournaments in Wyoming. There's there's only one escalator in the whole state. It's in this mall. That's great. You go. You, it goes. <laughs> takes you right up, right down. Just like you, just like you'd expect. That's, that's incredible. That's exceptionally weird. Um, <laughs> all right, so we'll be back. So we're coming back, Randy, next week yes. with uh, the David. From a foundation, Foundation the Tabernacle, the Tabernacle David. David. That's gonna, I'm very excited about that. That's our five year anniversary. Is that, no, is that no, the, the the officially the five year anniversary cigar is the Elbow Wednesday. Um, okay, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's the 60 ring gauge. I won't use the Vitola. We all know it as, um, but it's a 60 ring gauge double figurado. Um, but he also released uh, these two new um, these. Cool. Two new Vitolas for Tabernacle, which uh, are, are pretty exciting and fun. And we will go with, and it doesn't have to be bourbon. It could be an American whiskey of any kind, whatever uh, floats your boat. 
And if uh, you just have a regular tabernacle, you can do that too. We just want uh, you all to hang out with us and, uh, and drink some cigars. <laughs> Wyoming's has HOV lanes for horses. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes, sometimes our audience is really, really awesome, and that was one of those times. Very well done. I don't know who said that, but it was it was well played. All right, we will be back next week, Wednesday. <laughs> he totally said that wrong. It's Wyoming blows. <laughs> Fail. There's, there's, if you're listening on podcast, there's, there's some sort of argument about whether Wyoming is an actual legitimate place or if it's just something that this one guy made up. That's just kind of that's the concise version. I'll let you figure the rest out for yourselves. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in on podcast, on Facebook, on YouTube. We appreciate all of you. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It costs you absolutely nothing. And we'll be back next week as the Odyssey continues. Thank you.